The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Machine Gun Krumpetich. Oh, I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. Oh, the soundboard is here. Oh, no. Good luck, everybody, on this week's episode. (laughs) We'll talk about the Suns' decisions at the team option deadline. We'll recap games against the Kings and Cavaliers from last week. And then we'll preview our four upcoming games this week. Follow us on Twitter at SunnyandPHXPod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. Shout-outs are in order for our bet question from last week. Shout-out to friend of the show, at Josh Cran on Twitter, Josh Cranawetter. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. We were guessing... (laughs) We were guessing how many points Cam Johnson... (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. This is a good one. We were guessing how many points Cam Johnson would score. Uh, Between the two of us, you said 10, I said 11. I tried to do the prices right thing. Cam Johnson scored exactly 10. Uh, Friend of the show, Josh Cranawetter, said 12. So he was closest of of everyone guessing. So congrats to friend of the show, at Josh Cran on Twitter. He let me know his parents have a timeshare recently. Didn't realize. Oh, yeah, said he was helping out, handing out candy, and he texted me, Halloween Eve. So, does Josh get to get in on that? Does he well, get to go, you know, let loose at the timeshare? Does he get to take up some some points or however that's done? That's what we were talking about, actually. So. Ooh. Yeah, we'll Ooh. All right, all right. Okay. Jalen Smith, that's how we're going to start off the show. His team option was declined today. That was a little bit surprising for some of us. On the other hand, Cam Johnson's was accepted. So that's $5.8 million going to Cam next year. And then he'll be eligible for the rookie extension as well uh, next season. Like what we saw Bridges get and then what Aiton didn't get. But like Aiton, uh, Smith was uh, left without here this this, uh, early season. And, yeah, this is $4.3 million that we would have been paying him next year, but the front office says no, so he'll become an unrestricted free agent next year. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, this is the 10th pick. How do you, how do you blow that? Right. And even if you... Even if it's not even technically a blown pick, you got to keep the guy around to see. 
He's a young guy. He's not 25 turning 26 like Cam Johnson is right now. This is the legitimate young rookie who we drafted. And seems like we didn't bother to bring him along, get him those minutes, but it was tough to do so in a season where we're going on a finals run, which is uh, that's tough, a little back and forth on that. But, man, it's just tough to see that. Here's, one, here's the way that I look at this as a whole. Would you rather next year pay Cam Johnson $5.8 million or pay Cam Johnson and Jalen Smith a combined $11 million? Hmm. Well, that's, that's actually a tough question because I don't know how much I want to be paying Jalen Smith, period. I, and it's kind of a tricky question, too, because th- this is going to be luxury tax that we're falling into. And right. this is that has to be the number one reason why he's not coming back. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm, I'm really I guess ultimately I am not disappointed with with his option being declined. But I'm just disappointed that this is what we did with the 10 pick. Like, I think yeah. it's probably a smart move to decline it, but... there, There's a lot of guys we could have grabbed with that number 10 who... Yeah. You know, if... Had he turned into the power forward we wanted him to, that would have filled filled a need for us right there. I think that'd be pretty nice, but... I mean, even if you look through Halliburton, that's the one that sticks out the most. Yeah. We needed a point guard. Uh, we couldn't have been too sure about campaign and Chris to be able to just pass on him. That, that was just such an interesting situation, but I mean, we're playing Ab- Abdul Nader this year. It wouldn't have been terrible to just draft a wing at that, that spot either. Yep. I know like Devin Vassell. Yep. Or was Bay still around Sadiq? I think so. I think he was. Yeah. Ah. I mean, everyone who got drafted, after Jalen Smith in the first round was probably better than him. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, well, maybe. 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 Arguably. But you, you could make an argument for sure. I mean, what, what I think I want to say here is just that this doesn't make James Jones a bad GM. Like, I've seen a lot of people saying, like, oh, James Jones misses all the time and no one notices it. Like, Every GM makes bad decisions from time to time. Like, he's still great. You see Chris Paul, number three, out there? Like, he, James Jones is the reason why he's here. So, watch with your James Jones talk. Like, he still has absolutely transformed this franchise. I don't know. A lot of people may not remember the year before we made the finals when we won, like, 30 games, or the year before that when we won, like, 22 so James Jones is not bad because of this, but it was a bad decision. Yep, a very good point. Um, and then I, I saw some discussion about how he thought he was writing his hot hand with the after the Cam Johnson selection, you know, will, willing to take a reach. I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I mean, it, had he panned out. It's, it's so weird even talking like that because he's just a kid and he's he going to get a contract next year. He's going to get an offer from somewhere. And 
he won't come back here for a minimum. You can guarantee that. I mean, we're kind of right doing him dirty right here. He's not going to make a ton next contract, but I doubt he'll want to come back here and do it. Who yeah. knows? Though? You know what's going to happen, though, is he's going to go play for the Spurs, and uh, they're going to utilize him, and he's going to average, like, 10 points and four rebounds or something. I wouldn't be shocked. And yeah. this was surprising, though, because we saw in the Cavaliers game, he gets thrown in there in the first half. And, yeah, the Cavaliers, they're running a crazy big rotation and all that. But seeing him get into the game in the first half, log nine minutes, four points, five rebounds, you're kind of thinking, hey, maybe maybe we're going to start working him in. Maybe this is his chance. But then this news comes out, and how hard is he going to want to play for the rest of his rest of the yeah, season? Yeah, I know. so tough. I had that exact thought after watching him play against the Cavs and being like, you know, that's going to be really good for his confidence. And like, sure, he wasn't amazing, but he wasn't as terrible as a lot of people said that I noticed on our favorite app. Um, Still, he didn't play amazingly or anything, but it was nice to see him get in the game, log a few minutes, do a little something I, I thought that was probably going to be good for his confidence, and now I just don't see why he really has any reason to play. Yeah, well, just to wrap it up on Jalen, he had a solid summer league, 16 points, 12.5 boards, solid preseason, 9.5 points, 8 rebounds, but we, we all know that those don't mean a ton, but it shows that he's capable. I mean, there's guys who do go into preseason and blow it and don't become good players in the NBA ever. But, I mean, this guy has all the tools. He can shoot it. He's 6'10". He's athletic. There's plenty of room to grow for him. Someone's going to sign him next year, and he's going he's gonna to kick our butt sometime within the next few years. All right, so (laughs) that wraps up Jalen Smith. Cam Johnson, 5.8 million. This was a no-brainer. If this wouldn't have happened, I would have been absolutely shocked and maybe left the fandom. But uh, Cam will be back. I think we're all excited about that because we, you know, we know that he can be a consistent guy off the bench, but we're waiting for the next step. And as he's going to be turning 26 this year, kind of running out of time for that to happen. So I'm a little apprehensive about, like, are we going to try to lock him up for a four or five year or a four year deal next off season? How much are we going to be able to even pay him? Uh, especially if Sarver's still the owner by then, how deep is he going to want to dip those toes into the luxury tax pool? Probably not too deep. So it'll be interesting, but just it's nice to have him locked up for the rest of the year and next year now. Yeah, uh, I think this was also a no-brainer move. And we've talked quite a bit so far this season about he needs to be starting. He needs to move into Jay Crowder's spot starting at the four, bring Jay off the bench. It's, It's time for a passing of the torch. And I think that really could help him take that next step. He's trying to be more aggressive. 
so far this season, he's he's definitely missed some shots, but I think those are going to start to fall as he continues to be aggressive and just improves and improves and improves. And um, he also seems like kind of one of those guys that maybe like a campaign situation where he'll understand that the Suns took a chance on him and might take slightly less to stay with the team. I could see that. Yeah, very true. And then we got to think about what the Chris Paul contract will end up being because yeah. we know that that's not fully guaranteed in the last two years of the deal. So that will give a ton of wiggle room when it does come to that. But I'm not right now. I'm not exactly sure how that lines up. So right, yeah, we'll just have to see. But for now, this is a good move. I'm happy with with what happened here. For sure. All right, game recaps from last week. We'll start with the Kings game and uh, just a. Fell this one right in the gut. Loss 110 to 107. Harrison Barnes with a buzzer beating three to end the game. This was so disappointing. And it reminded me of we had a couple games against the Kings like this back in the 2015-16 season where, you know, we we weren't great, but we uh had a couple games where we had a chance against them and the DeMarcus Cousins hits a game-winning shot. Uh, I think that happened, like, twice in that season. So it brought back some bad memories. Yeah, that was the first season that we did the pod. So I remember that season really well. I remember watching a YouTube compilation of Suns' losses due to buzzer beaters (laughs) from one of those seasons. And, oh, man, it seems like it was happening, like, twice a month that we were just getting – finished at the buzzer and that that hurts yeah. we really i mean we were not great that year or anything we had a lot of those injuries but we could have been so much better if you know we score a couple extra points here or there because we lost by one or two so much for sure all right for this one d book leads the way with 31 points but it took 28 shots for him uh next in line is Aiton with 21 points he goes 9 for 12 from the floor, 21 rebounds too, but the guy, it, he's getting shut out in the in the second half lately, and it's tough yeah. to see because, man, he's he's so talented, and you, you do have to admit that, yeah, they crash down on him now when he catches in the paint. I mean, I saw a clip where literally four guys all swarmed him when he caught right in the middle of the paint, and then he was able to kick it out for a wide-open three which is nice. I mean, the hockey assist doesn't show up. I'm right. sure he had a couple of them due to that. But, man, I, I just – that's something we need to work on through the rest of the season. If Chris Paul is going to only score six points on one for ten shooting, got to make sure Aiton's getting involved somehow late in the game. Yeah. This is going to be a little bit weird right here, but Aiton is shooting a couple threes here and there, and I think – it would help so much if he could just get a few of those to fall just so they have to respect him out there a little bit. Cause right now he's down there and everyone crashes cause they know what he's going to do. And sure he can hit from the mid range. That's true. He's a good shooter. Uh, but I just think if he could hit a couple threes here and there and just make them respect him from out there a little bit, it would just open everything up so much more. But at the same time, it's also very nice to see him demanding that respect when he's down there. Yeah, for sure. He's made, what, one or two this year? 
I know he's made I, one. I want to say it's just one. I could be wrong, though. Okay. And he, I want to say he's fired up four, four or five. Uh, yeah, maybe something five. Like yeah. That. He's not shooting a lot, but I, I don't mind seeing him take one a game. Totally acceptable amount, especially if he's straight away and there's not a hand in his face. Right. Pull That's it. a good shot. Yeah. <clears throat> But it is frustrating. He's not getting nearly as many touches in the second half, and I think we have to just keep going to him. Yeah, and it was Rashawn Holmes and Alex Len, two ex kind of scrubby sons, right? Who, who uh, they were on him all game. I, I just wish he could have taken a little more advantage, and you know he's not going to create his own shot often. That's not going to happen a ton we see the turnaround jumper which is a decent shot but that's about all we're getting out of him right now so we need to make sure we're running plays for him to be able to finish under the rim with an alley-oop or a pass when he gets someone pinned like that right three-point shooting too man buddy healed goes seven for 11 from three that's a killer and we have just shot terrible from behind the line this yeah. whole season, really. Buddy Heald shot half as many threes as we did in this game, and he made one more. Yeah. Yeah, it's been horrible. Our three-point shooting has been atrocious. Yeah, it's been tough. Uh, Crowder, I think we we lean on him quite a bit for that three-point shooting, and he's had a, a rough start at it. He was two for seven in this game against the Kings, and... Man, if he if he doesn't have that going, is he rebounding much? Just two in this game, so not a ton. He he has been getting a little bit more involved inside the paint in the lane. Yes. Which is really nice to see. You know, when that shot's not falling, he's not completely useless. And he's solid at moving the ball. So we gotta we just gotta keep those things in mind. But yes. And they'll start falling. Games. Yep, for sure. Yeah. They'll start falling. They will. They will. I mean and this kind of goes into the Cavs game, but we just had such a hard time getting the lid off really in both these games, but the Cavs, it was especially notable early on. We just could not get a shot to fall. I think we were 0 for 10 at one point from the three point line. I think so. Yeah, that was a, that was pretty rough. And the Cavs, they didn't go crazy or anything, but they hit 14 and they just kept distancing distancing themselves early in this game by hitting those threes and it gets frustrating when they're making them decently defended and we just can't buy one but luckily yeah we'll move into this Cavs game when uh after the first quarter this was like midway into the second and then into the third we went on a 50 to 12 run so we were down 14 at the start of it Mm-hmm. We leave up 24, and that is that's madness. Uh, you know, even through halftime, both teams go back to the locker rooms, come back out, and then you keep going on this run. And it was uh, we were at the game, and it was a blast. I mean, yeah. after after the first quarter, I might have even heard some boo birds in the arena, which I don't I don't approve of that. Mm-mm. It's way too early to be doing that. But then seeing them just turn around and play that, you know, familiar style of basketball that we're used to with these guys now, that was very relieving to see. It was. Yeah. 
I mean, this was the first game we've been to all season. And we were talking on our way in that the last time we were in the arena was game five against the Lakers when, you know, we blew them out. LeBron went back with half of the fourth quarter left. And um, it's just, it's a little bit different now, the beginning of the next season. And um, we just have really high expectations. And so we go in and we don't have a great first quarter halfway through the second. We are struggling and we're like, wow. Is this really what it's going to be like? But we come back, and that run was so much fun. Some alley-oops, some fast break. You know, we get some dunks. I mean, we need that as a team. We've got the athletes to be able to do it. Maybe Chris holds us back when he slows down the game. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I love when we get out running, especially Bridges. He's so automatic near the rim in the fast break. I mean – the Euro step and the rip through that he kind of has mm-hmm. patented as his uh, fast break move. That's so tough to stop. Yeah. And, oh, I, I, and it's fun, you know, it gives you the memories, the seven seconds or less. These guys are getting up and down the court. It's the most fun style of basketball to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So this was nice. And then the Cavs just very weird way that they played this game. I mean, they were putting guys in that I don't know who they are. I didn't recognize a couple of them. No, and it seemed like in the second half they they gave up despite them outscoring us in the fourth. And, you know, cutting that, what, we were up 24 at one point. They cut into right. that big time. It was only a nine-point game at the end of this. So I, I guess you can, you know, you can kind of reward the bench for playing well. But then was like I don't think Kevin Love was in at the end was Rubio in at the end no like they didn't even have their their better bench players in I seems pretty early into the season to be pulling that and then if you're going to go start a lineup with Markin and Mobley and Jared Allen I mean that has to make things so lopsided for your rotation as you go further and further into the game like, do you want to play those three guys together much? I don't know. Cavs are, they're, it's going to be a rough season for them. Despite yes, three and four. Is. Three and four isn't bad, but maybe the maybe they won some easy games. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like we were saying last week. They really could be a halfway decent team. But I guess they're just embracing the tank early on. Yeah, that, that was just a, a weird one, but I think we picked a good one to go to in order to see a win. And, you know, yeah. see some good young talent out of the Cavs. It's always nice seeing the new guys on the up and up. And to see Rubio. I still oh, yeah. love Ricky Rubio. It was nice the to haircut. see him in person again. Haircut. Yeah, yeah, the when haircut. Do I don't even know. Because like he had the pony in preseason still, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, because, I mean, I really liked the long hair. I thought that was, I thought he looked really good. He pulled it off. It's nice to see those those long hair players, you know, and he was always, like, he was always having to, to like. Yeah, that'd be, that so had to be annoying. annoying. But, yeah, I mean, he cut it. It's it's a new him. That's right. Oh, and one last thing about the game. Aiton left. Uh, left the game sometime in the third, late third, and then was in the locker room for the entire fourth. 
and they came out and said it was a right leg contusion. So let's just hope there's no lingering effects to that, and when we're playing the Pelicans here, he'll be able to be out on the court. We haven't heard anything about his status for the Pelicans game yet, though. Yeah, it it seems like it was no big deal. They just kind of sat him out yep. for preventative reasons. Yep. Let JaVale get a little more run. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing that if, you know, if we want to be cautious, let JaVale run with the starters and then throw Jalen Smith in to play yeah. you know, 15, 20 minutes off the bench. Right. That'll, that'll be lovely. Also, okay, JaVale McGee, coast to coast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was nice. Oh, that, that felt was, good. Yeah, he was out there looking like Michael Jordan. I think as soon as that started happening, I started saying no, 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 no. And then as soon as he dunked it, I was like, yeah. Yeah, it was great. That was really fun. So but smooth. I was just like, yeah, this is why this guy is like the Shaq and the Fool champion. Oh, yeah. He gives stuff it stuff like that. Yeah, he gives it, it the opportunity, real. you know? Right. Right. That could have ended very, very poorly, but I mean, we'll take the dunk there. All right. All right. Game previews for next week. Uh, Suns at Pelicans to start it off Tuesday. Pelicans just announced that they'd be without Zion for two to three more weeks. That's post Thanksgiving. That might be dangerous. Uh, and then Ingram out as well with a hip contusion. He needs some of that that extra from Zion on the hips to protect himself a little bit more. So those guys need to get on the same page. Pelicans are one and six. I feel like this is a another good one for the Suns to kind of get back on track here early on. Yes. Uh, our our next few games, aside from the Hawks. Uh, are going to be helpful to get a few wins in a row, gain some confidence, uh, you know, show everyone what we know the Suns are capable of this year. For sure. And then Thursday night, another home game against the Rockets. I'm excited to see the rookie green play. Otherwise, I don't have a ton to say about the Rockets. I think it's going to be rough. They're one is one in five as we speak, and uh, they they better not beat us. I don't think they will. Uh, but this is our bet question game. So let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod how many points you think Chris Paul will have. Oh, sorry. How many assists you think Chris Paul will have against his old team? So Chris Paul assists against the Rockets. Um, I guess I can go first between please, the two. Please, please. Um, I am going to. I'm going to say ten. I think he'll get exactly 10. He's been getting nine quite a few times, but I think he'll get to 10. The Rockets aren't great. I'm going to give you the Bob Barker, and I'm going to go nine. Nine. All right. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, let us know on Twitter, at Sunny and PHX Pod, how many assists will Chris Paul have against the Rockets on Thursday? Or the Drew Carey for all you kids. <laughs> That's right. He took that over. He Drew Carey's the man. Too. Drew Carey, yeah. Uh, the Drew Carey show mm-hmm. was so good. I watched it. It's I remember weird. I'd come visit like my grandparents when they would stay here during the winters. Um, and sometimes even into the summer actually, but, uh, they just had like basic cable 
And when I was bored, we weren't doing anything. I'd watch the Drew Carey show. Why not? And I'm not complaining. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think he was a Marine, too. Was he really? Yeah. Which you would not expect from looking at him. But Yeah. Who knew? Good stuff. Now you know. All right. Suns at Hawks. They're four and three. This should be a good matchup. Uh, I haven't watched Trey Young play yet with the new NBA rules. Seems like he's doing solid. He's off to a good start. I wonder how much it's going to affect him because we've seen Harden really struggle with these new rules. So I don't know. I'm interested to watch Trey play a game. Well, I'm sure you saw his quote about how a lot of the top scorers are averaging a lot less points so far this season because of this new rule. And he pointed out Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, James Harden, they're all kind of getting the the brunt of this. And I think it's just an adjustment. And you have to remember that Trey Young is still very young into his career, and he really doesn't know any other way. Not that those other guys know a different way either, but Trey Young has really capitalized on all of that. So, hmm. you know, he, yeah, he was complaining, but I know people, most people were like, yeah, suck it up. Like, the fans are loving this rule change. I know I am. It's great to not see an offensive guy who's 40 feet away from the basket just flail into a defender and get a call. Yeah. I, I love when a guy, is standing there straight up and the shooter tries to push into him unnecessarily and then fling up the three. And then all that turns into is a terrible, terrible three point attempt. I love it. I, I, I love seeing that. It makes me smile every time it happens. Okay. Boomer. <laughs> all right. That no, can but stay, I, that can stay. I, <laughs> I do agree. It's nice. And yeah, Trey Young is going to have to adjust to this. And yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going all that well for him. But I'm sure as I say that, he's probably going to have a great game against us. The Hawks are a good team. They're a fun team. It'll be an exciting matchup. You bet. Then to, well, this will be Monday. We're, we're, our, our recording schedule is going to be a little different here, depending on when Suns games are. You know, if it's Sunday or Monday. We'll be a little bit sporadic, but this one, we'll talk about the Kings game here. That's Monday night, and yeah, this is a chance for revenge after that buzzer beater. I didn't like feeling that way this early in the season, so I I bet the guys are feeling the same way and want to go beat the Kings. Yeah, oh yeah. I I imagine if we're going to have a blowout, this is going to be the one. Someone's got to guard Buddy Heald. Uh, Yeah. I don't, he's not... He's not overly athletic. He's not big. He doesn't have a lightning. Well, he has a pretty quick release on the shot. But, I mean, he he shouldn't be getting – we shouldn't be letting him score that much against us. With Bridges guarding him, are you kidding me? That that should not be happening. Right, right. Yeah, I I think we'll take care of business, though. And with that, we are going to move to the non sports section of the show. So our question this week is, what is the weirdest thing that you own? This is tough because I probably own a lot of weird things. And maybe some people wouldn't think they're, or maybe some people think that some things are very weird that I don't think are weird. You know, it's tough to say. But I own, uh, this is a mysterious origin. I don't even know where it comes from exactly, who or where. 
but it's like it's a fox fur winter hat it looks like a russian style hat i don't have any russian relatives or anything like that but this thing it looks so crazy and i've I've kept it and i brought it to phoenix with me for god knows why but it's here and uh it like if i were to look in my closet and see that i'd say yeah that's probably the weirdest thing in there and it's very warm thank you No, that's cool. Thank you. That is very cool. It's the warmest thing you own, you said. By far. You ever wear it? Never. Never. All right. Maybe <laughs> I never, ever will. And do you have any idea how you got it? Inherited. Okay. Somehow, some way, from someone. I don't know. It's a mystery. Okay. It's a mystery. Yeah. That might be like a... um. Like a Pawn Stars worthy item, you know? Yeah. How Nobody much? Would get rid of it, but just see what they would say. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a. Yeah. Maybe this is gonna open up some sort of wormhole. Maybe there's a a maker mark on it or a logo yeah. or a tag or something. Serial number or something. Yeah. 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 Um, mine is probably not as exciting. Uh, I have a shopping cart from Food City. Um. It was just like outside of our house one time and we just like left it there. We were like, we'll just leave this here for like a day or two and see if anyone comes and gets it. And no one ever did. So we took it and like we cleaned it up a little bit and it's not in great shape, but, and we haven't used it for anything either. We're just like, it's kind of cool to like have a shopping cart. Huh? Interesting. I it's gonna come in handy at some point. It could. It you could. Know? Like, yeah. uh, do you have a wheelbarrow? Yes. Oh, well, that's <laughs> your backup wheelbarrow. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Oh, yeah. I got some uh, bubbles from Trailer Park Vo- Boys vibes right there. I don't know if you're too familiar, but. No. Uh, someone someone who listened they know that bubbles likes to fix up shopping carts and sell them back to the grocery stores so you could do that too okay he pulls them out of the creek though oh i see a little bit different there well (laughs) okay i could go on but let's just end the show thank you for tuning in we'll be back tuesday mitch yeah probably tuesday probably tuesday uh yeah and then we'll be reviewing these games from this week we'll be looking forward to the next ones and we look forward to you joining us again we'll see you next week and go suns